0: Welcome to the podcast, Series 4, Episode 5. I was at Motorcycle Live recently and I interviewed my co-host, who I was presenting videos with at the event for Honda, for the Honda engine room. My co-host was Adam Child, a.k.a. Chad, who is a legend in the biking world, so i will have a chat with him. I'll test drive a Hyundai Kona, a full electric car, and tell you my thoughts on that. We'll hear from Harley. Is Die Hard a Christmas film or not? We'll get his final decision on that, having opened up the debate again last week. We'll get his thoughts on the movie as he's seen it for the first time. Looking at the album charts once again and checking out the latest new releases and the MCM Minute with Emma Franklin. But first. I am on the motorway in a Hyundai Kona. Doing one mile an hour, of course, because it is the M25 so i am able to talk to you at the same time because there's nothing happening around here apart from crawling along like a snail but this is the kona electric ultimate i've actually had this car for over a week now when i first got in i didn't like it i felt like it was too small but obviously i've been driving a lot bigger cars but i even felt like the seat was too small because it's slightly bucketed and i felt like it was coming round and there wasn't quite enough room for my back you know what I mean I felt like it was all bucket and no seat but I was wearing my coat this is absolutely fine if you take your coat off but if you are larger than me I don't think this is the right car for you I'm five foot seven I weigh about oh how much do I weigh do I really want to tell you I'm just under 11 stone okay so if you're bigger than me I don't know if this is the car for you but I'm just about comfortable in here like the other Hyundai I had, which was the Hyundai Santa Fe Hybrid, this has got a lovely cocooned cockpit type feeling to it. Insofar as I've got lots of buttons all around me and the centre console comes right through into the back here um, where it's got like a, a little area to put things in. There's no like gap between me and the passenger seat. I've got buttons and console all the way down. Nowhere near as many buttons as the Santa Fe, um, it's a more simple version, but I still really like it. And in this particular one, I've got a section of buttons for the aircon. I've got a hole here which you can open, which has got a USB holder and in, I've got a, like a hand sanitizer in that bit there. And then you've got the, what I used to call the gear levers, but not these days, they're just buttons. So I've got an R, a P, an N and a D. Um, not even like a little diddy switch to go back and forwards you're literally pressing buttons which is a bit weird when you're doing like a quick three point turn because normally you just go forward slam it into reverse slam it into drive slam it into reverse there's none of that it's press the R button press the P button but you know you get used to it and then uh, another row of buttons which is to do with more heating controls which I love about these Hyundai's I've got um, a button here for a heated seat for me and the passenger. The heated steering wheel is the single best thing about this car. I've done two motorway journeys in this car now in the middle of winter, and I've had the steering wheel on the whole way, even after I've warmed up. I just love driving with a hot wheel. So this is an electric car, full electric. When I set out, I've done a full charge. It said 256 miles, which is fantastic. I went to the New Forest and back on this last weekend on one charge. So I didn't even need to charge it when I got there. It was brilliant. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do Birmingham and back, which is what I'm doing now. Probably because I'm stuck on the M25, not going anywhere, but still using the electrics. But I'm down to 190 miles now. In terms of technology, it's got a 10.25 inch widescreen navigation screen with Blue Link and map care, Bluetooth connectivity with voice recognition, TFT display, head up display. Oh, the head up display is brilliant. So when you get in the car, this little see-through screen pops up and it becomes your head-up display. So as I'm on the motorway now, um, obviously I've got my dashboard in front of me, but I've got this extra little screen which is telling me uh, that I should be doing 40 miles an hour. That's hilarious because I'm doing one. But um, it's got a little picture of the car with the lanes, so it tells me if I'm veering or anything like that. Really good little information screen that, and low enough not to be in your face or actually distracting you. Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. Speakers, not as good as other cars I've had, but then, you know, this is a smaller, more economical car, but you can't really pump it. It it is a little bit too tinny for me. The map care is great. 10 years of map updates, which is fantastic. 12 years anti-perforation warranty, five year annual vehicle health checks, five year unlimited mileage warranty, roadside assistance with Hyundai and a Kona high voltage battery warranty for eight years or a hundred thousand miles loads of extras like that are included charging cables better than that Hyundai Santa Fe this does have the seven pin type 2 as well which means it can super fast charge as well if you're going to charge on the motorway services as I say this car's really grown on me the first time I drove it I thought there's no way I'm driving to the New Forest to Birmingham in this now and the other way around don't want to give it back so it's amazing how you get used to things and grow to love them isn't it um or it could go the other way i could start to hate it but i've actually loved this car so if you're looking for a small electric car i can highly recommend it it's a hyundai kona And the model that I drove was priced at £37,200. The range starts at £30,450. None of these electric cars are cheap. They're all pretty pricey. Uh, But that was the price of the Hyundai Kona, and I really liked it.
1: Rock and Road Pod, brought to you by the Honda Engine Room.
0: So recently it has been Motorcycle Live at the Birmingham NEC and I went up there for the first weekend with Honda and the Honda engine room and did some filming with Chad. And you can watch the videos on the honda engine room or just go to honda video on youtube and you can catch up on all of those but i thought we'd find out a little bit more about chad i'm at motorcycle live with my co-host with honda this weekend chad hi chad how are you
1: oh good good it's good to be back at the nec you know we've missed the show for a few years now and it's just good to get back on bikes see everything for the first time for 2022. now you're a bit of a legend in the motorcycling world Uh, I wouldn't say legend, but I've been doing it a long time. So I've been doing testing professionally for over 20 years. So yeah, I was at Fast Bikes and then I did a long stint at MCN and now uh, freelance. So it's it's a good job to test all the brand new models.
0: So you do YouTube videos and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do everything. So it all depends on what the the customer wants and what the client wants. So for example, I'll go ride the, the, the latest Africa Twin or the latest Fireblade. And then sometimes that's just for one magazine and sometimes that's for several magazines and some are digital, some want YouTube content, some want traditional papers or magazines.
0: So obviously we're here at Motorcycle Live, we're both working with Honda this weekend, but but you're quite busy as well in the run-up to this. You're always flying off different places. Where were you just before this event?
1: Uh, so just before this, I rode the new Panigale in Jerez, and then three days before that was the new 1200RR uh, from Triumph that was in a racetrack called Ascari in Ronda in Spain. And then I did the Husqvarna Norden in the Azores Islands, Street Fighter in Monte Blanco the new Touareg from Aprilia in Sicily, and what was that, something else in there as well. Oh, the Multistrada V2 was in Tuscany, and that was November. (laughs) That's one month. Yeah, 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 I mean, this time of year, November is always crazy busy, January and February is crazy busy, because all the manufacturers want to get their new models out in a, a nice climate with nice background for, essentially for pictures and for safety. So if you're launching a, a, a new Fireblade, for example, as much as I love England, you can't really do it in England because you need to launch that model in November, December or January. So, and it's freezing. Yeah, it's freezing, it's cold, it's green, the tyres don't work, the bike's not in the best scenario, you can't get good photographs, you're dressed in, you know, cordura and winter gloves. I mean, it's great for riding, I ride all winter, but to test the bike, you need to go to... Spain or Qatar or Oh
0: what a shame. Yeah, yeah, what a
1: shame. <laughs> what a hard life. What a tough life. So then <laughs> and it makes the bike look as uh, as best it can. Um because they want the bike to perform to to its best of abilities. So you need, you know, a grippy racetrack that's dry, you know, with good tires and it, and you know, if you go do an Africa Twin, then we go usually to somewhere like Sardinia or Sicily where where you're free to to explore and have a have an adventure. Um but I mean, it all sounds oh wow, you're traveling. But I always say you spend, you know, a day traveling, and then you spend one day riding, and then another day traveling. And as you're doing that traveling, you're sat on an easy jet flight trying to write 3,000 words, edit a video. You know what it's like trying to edit. And um, so the, the amount of time you're actually sitting on a bike riding in a glamorous location in the job world is probably about 20% of the job
0: nothing's quite ever quite as glamorous as, as you might think is it
1: no no it definitely it definitely definitely <laughs> isn't um, and I see it because I've done it for 20 something years so you see people come in and they're all wow this is oh it's quite difficult and then, they, <laughs> and then they go back out again it's a difficult job but but one I've loved for, luckily done for over 20 years
0: and what is your hot tip for 2022 out of all the bikes which would you buy
1: which would I buy <laughs> ooh I don't know I'd say I just it's, it's different bikes for different folk as I always say and it changes dramatically so I rode the Panigale come on I'm going to pin you down well I rode Panigale the other day and I, and I got off that and I'm like that's amazing yeah but I've got a Honda Fireblade and I love that Honda Fireblade and then in winter I love adventure bikes
0: this is why <laughs> all the bikers I know have more than one bike you can't
1: yeah I've got the same you know at home I've got uh, classic Ducati's I've got classic BSA's I've got an enduro bike I've got race bikes and it, you know, it's, like, it's almost like the impossible question, it, it depends on your budget. Because if I won the lottery and I had millions of pounds, I just wouldn't have one bike that can do everything. I'd have, okay, that's my adventure bike for touring, that's my big touring bike, that's my off-road bike, that's my race bike, that's my commuting bike. You know, you can jump on, you know, it's not every day that we're riding fireblades. you know, you, you jump on a, a 350 scooter and, and you're flying through Barcelona in November going, why doesn't everybody who live in a city ride a scooter? And you have, you know, this is a brilliant, brilliant bike. It does what it's designed to do, that's the purpose of that bike. Um, so it's not every day we're, we're on sports bikes, you know, it's from Harley's to electric bikes, to trials bikes, to motocross.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, you didn't actually answer the question. That was very polit- politician Yeah, that answer. was a bit political <laughs> answer, wasn't it, yeah. Come on, you've got a budget, okay, of, uh, let's say 15 grand, what would you buy? Oh.
1: You see, what I would do, honestly, do with 15,000, I'd split it into three fives. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, I just bought an old Ducati 900 SS 1992, you know, which was the bike that I kind of had as a poster bike, you know. And like, when you look at, like, here we are at the Honda stand and you look at the old Fireblades, like the 92 bike. I mean, you can pick those up for about 8,000 pounds and they're just synonymous, classic, beautiful 1992 Fireblade. So I would probably buy something like that, knowing that I'm lucky that I get to ride brand new bikes every other day, you know?
0: Okay, well, we'll leave it at that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go
1: something old and classic.
0: And if you want to see more from me and Chad, have a look at the Honda videos at the Honda engine room. Hi, Dexter. Hi. So, year after year, you've wanted to put the star on the Christmas tree and you haven't been tall enough, even with me lifting you up on the ladder. And all this year, you've been saying, I'm going to do it this year. Am I tall enough? So, what actually happened this
2: year? Uh, I got it on the tree. It was so exciting. Now, I can actually, the whole house can have turns. But next year, I'm doing it because it's just my first time. I need to get that hang of it.
0: Um, what happened when we did it, though? It didn't go smoothly straight away, did it? What happened no, the first it time we fell. tried
2: to... It fell on and it broke one of those glass baubles, and it
0: was funny. <laughs> and then the second time you did it, um, it almost dropped, but it was third time lucky, wasn't it? Yeah. And if you want to see the video of that, go to my Instagram at Leona Graham DJ. Now, Dexter, what have you asked for for Christmas this year?
2: I don't know. I don't think. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, you Anything. Okay.
2: Anything. Some surprises.
0: Oh, well, we'll see what Santa brings him. Now, my chat with Emma Franklin. The MCN Minute on the Rock and Road podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Emma Franklin, deputy editor of MCN Motorcycle News, The Weekly Paper. Hi, Emma. How are you?
3: I'm really well, thanks, Leona. How are you?
0: Yes, good, thank you. Looking forward to Christmas. Oh yeah, it's
3: been a bit of a mad rush this week because we've all got our double issue going on sale this week. So we're trying to do two issues in one. So it's a big Christmas spectacular we've got for you this week. So yeah, it's been all hands
0: to the pump. Yeah, it's always, um, it's one thing celebrating Christmas, but for a lot of people like you, it's actually double the workload in the run-up. That is exactly it. So we're
3: well ready for the break when it, when it comes eventually. Yeah, <laughs> Good fun, um, So have you got like
0: a week or two off?
3: Yeah. Fingers crossed we should get two weeks off, barring, oh, you know, obviously the world of news never sleeps. So if there's something happens in the in, in the interim, then we'll all have to jump back to our uh, computers yeah. and get out there.
0: <laughs> Life of a journalist, eh?
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's all go. <laughs>
0: so what can we look forward to in the next paper?
3: Oh, right. So I've sort of said it's on massive double issue. So we've got like a special Christmas supplement. Um, so you don't want to miss that as well as a lovely glossy pull out um, calendar Ooh. as well. So that's a big hit for everyone. Um, what calendar so, for 2022? Yeah, 2022 Ooh. calendar. So yeah, it's really nice. And um,
0: yeah, that's always a big hit with people. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I will definitely put that on my wall. Yeah, you, you need to have it. It's a nice calendar. <laughs> And uh, what else is happening in the motorcycle world?
3: Right. Well, this week we finally, um, our road tester, chief road tester, Michael Neves, he's uh, over in Portugal and he's trying out the new Tiger Sport 660. So this is the um, sort of adventure sport bike, which is based on Triumph's really popular, really good Trident platform. So he's been over there riding that. And it, it sounds like Triumph have got another winner on their hands from what he said so far. So yeah. Um, and anything else to report or is that it? Yeah, well, sort of keeping on the adventure trip, this is sort of like the opposite end of the spectrum. So as whereas the, tri- the the Tiger Sport is like a, a road orientated adventure style bike we've actually um Ducati have finally unveiled their Desert Racer X which is sort of like Ducati's first sort of proper off-road motorcycle Mm. and it's sort of like um, a retro Dakar themed um off-road machine powered by um I think it's the Multistrada V2 engine and it's got a 21 inch front wheel which is like a first for a Ducati so this is like a proper proper adventure machine and it looks it looks
0: really really good (laughs) all right then emma we'll have a very merry christmas yeah you too and a happy new year and we'll chat to you in 2022 yes speak then bye (laughs) bye bye
1: the mcn minute on the rock and road podcast buy the latest issue in store and online at motorcyclenews.com
0: Now, let's have a look at the album charts. I'm pleased to say there is some decent stuff creeping into the charts. New album from Deep Purple in at number 28 called Turning to Crime. Um, I can see David Bowie in the charts. New entry number 24 with Brilliant Adventure. Queen's Greatest Hits at 19. It's interesting to see that popping back in the charts. Oasis and Coldplay with uh, Music of the Spheres and Nebworth 1996 at 15 and 14. Robert Plant at 11. The top 10, not really worth mentioning. All I can say to you is boy bands, girl bands and warblers. That's all you've got in the top 10. So a little bit disappointing in that respect. Uh, But hopefully we'll see some new music from some new bands in 2022. Let's keep real music alive. Bands who actually play instruments, guitars and drums and don't just sing with microphones on stage would be fantastic. Talking of which festivals for next year are back on and there's plenty of real music to be had there, including the Isle of Wight Festival featuring Kasabian, Blossoms, Muse, Tom Grennan. My favourite out of all of those is Muse, so I'll definitely be going on the Sunday nights. but a really good lineup for the Isle of Wight Festival next year. Another festival I'm going to the weekend after, later on in June, is the ABR Festival. This is a combination, well, it's perfect, actually, for the Rock and Road pod because it's a combination of motorbikes and music. It's the Adventure Bike Rider Festival, and it takes place at Ragley Hall in Warwickshire the weekend of the 24th to the 26th of June. There's live music and there's motorbikes. What more could you ask for? I'll definitely be going to that next year with Honda and watch my Instagram for more about that. Okay, I've got Harley with me in the studio right now. And Harley, I've got a question for you, having uh, watched Die Hard with you, and it's the first time you've seen it. So here's the big question, Harley Is Die Hard a Christmas film?
2: Well, I believe that it is.
0: Oh, okay, can you tell
2: us why? Well, um, if it wasn't set at Christmas time, there wouldn't be a Christmas party and he wouldn't be invited to the Christmas party. So if it wasn't a Christmas film, none of it would have happened and they would have just taken the money. You make it sound so simple, Harley. Was there anything else that made you doubt your decision? N- well, maybe like that. It wasn't completely focused on Christmas. But a lot of them, um, when they made, like, Christmas jokes and stuff, like, about it, like, we're going to need a miracle, or oh, don't worry, it's Christmas, stuff like that, um is uh, what made me decide that it is a Christmas film.
0: Any other things that have helped your decision with
2: this, Harley? Um, at the end, the limo driver says, if this is your idea of Christmas, i got to be here for New Year, So, um, which kind of implies that it's a Christmas film. And it ends with Let It Snow.
0: OK, well, you've, you've submitted your evidence, you've given us your final decision. I have the word from Harley Graham. Die Hard is... A Christmas film. Right, well, that's it from the podcast on this episode. It will return in January 2022. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a brilliant new year and stay safe and well. And hopefully, catch up with you soon. As always, if you have any questions or any comments, I'd love to hear from you. Follow me on the socials at Rock and Road Pod.